A to Z Sports, powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Butch Jones. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports, and you like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they truly do make everything happen for our show, for business, and they help you guys out. TennesseeTickets.com, the place you can trust for your, ten- for your ticket purchases, whether it's a sporting event, home or away, concert ticket, whatever it might be, TennesseeTickets.com with zero hidden fees, unlike those other sites, and code AZ10 for an extra $10 off in Butch, savings. Where are, you, where are you coaching these days? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not coaching. I'm an analyst and, and recruiting analyst. Not even recruiting. I'm just, I watch film. I, I get coffee for Nick Saban. Okay, well, if you want to go to a Bama game and you want to watch my buddy Butch over here, you can absolutely do that with TennesseeTickets.com, promo code AZ10. Yes, Renters Warehouse, the professional landlords in the Nashville area, RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There are alternatives to selling your home when you move. RentersWarehouse.com, they do everything for you. Continue to build equity in that home that you already own. RentersWarehouse.com and Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. One 15-minute workout at Mandu, like I did yesterday afternoon, simulates five hours in the weight room, or more than that, honestly. I'm feeling it this morning after my workout yesterday. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. There's still time. Later today, I will pick a winner for our four free workouts at Mandu. So go to our Facebook page, also our Instagram, to enter that contest to win four free workouts mandu.com your first workout anyway is always free so zach uh jeff rubel comes out here and says tennessee is not back stop spreading lies we're not spreading lies jeff you don't even know if we agree with philip fulmer but here is here is a fact philip fulmer had a very strong statement wednesday night after the vols closed National Signing Day uh, with the 10th best class in the country, according to 24-7 Sports, who I think is the best overall recruiting uh, site out there that 24-7 thinks that Vols were the 10th best class. They were higher on rivals. They were 7th on rivals. But here is Phil Fulmer at a recruiting event Wednesday night. The Vols are back. Before long, we'll be taking a bite out of everybody we play's ass. Thank you very much. So, parting shot. That was like as people were filing out. He just kind of dropped that nugget. Everybody's like, whoa, hold on. Let's get this thing rolling. Like, let's open up the kegs again. Let's get the bar, the cash bar back open because Philip Fulmer had start playing a little Kenny Chesney, you know? They're trying to get round up. The boys will fall, right? (laughs) I love that song, says Butch Jones. So, Zach, your your initial... (laughs) I love when you think you speak in third person. I love when you speak in third person. So, Zach, your initial thoughts on here. Let's just play it one more time. Philip Fulmer uh, dropping the mic at the end of the Vols recruiting uh, event Wednesday night. The Vols are back. Before long, we'll be taking a bite out of everybody we play's ass. Thank you very much. Oh, wow. Well, so my initial thought, and this is it, is that is, it's it's radio gold for when something bad happens to play that first clip. The Vols are back. Right there. That's the perfect drop for any radio station producer when something awful happens for Tennessee. You're right there. You're right. That was my... That was my initial. That was my initial thought, but I look. I've got a plethora of Tennessee fans that are friends, right? And I've got a group text message. I actually placed that in the group text message. And what do you You're know? Trying to start the fire. Everybody. And so there, here's a funny, and I'll have to po- post this because this is pretty funny. 
Uh, every time something good happens with the Tennessee Volunteers, all my friends, they have this picture that they put out in this group text message. And they've had a lot of, I've seen this picture a lot over the last yeah. several months. But it's a picture of Outback Steakhouse without the O, and it says UT back. That And they, they're, every time something good, it's like Tennessee's back. Now, here, here's where I actually truly think about this, and I've already dished out the the love of the show. Oh, wow, really? Like, uh-huh. We haven't even like read a single comment yet. Well, Butch, hey, Butch, you ain't coaching this show today. I'm running the trade when I'm throwing out the loves, and Colton, Colton received the love of the show because this is what Phil Fulmer, I think, truly feels. Now, this was a rah-rah pep rally you know, BS moment, which is fine. Colton says... Tennessee is doing better. So uh, the Vols are not back, but Colton got this right. Absolutely correct. Tennessee is doing better. You cannot deny that the the Tennessee Volunteers, their football program, and everything surrounding it is doing better when it comes to winning football games, winning bowl games, recruiting, coaching, players, all fan base, all of that is doing a lot better than it previously was. I don't necessarily agree with Phil Fulmer is that they're back and they're about to take a bite out of everybody's ass, but I do think that they are improving and doing better. Yeah, and and you know there could be a joke about the hat, the tail end of that comment uh, from Phil Former. But Juan says, "I'm not a Vol fan, but follow because of our show." Thank you, Juan. He says they easily could have made more noise had they not lost the first two games of the season. That is true. It's like, a great comment. It's a, it Give is a, Juan a like, a like, not a love, just no, a like. Already, Colton already got the love right, because he that's embodied fine. what it is. Sure. So I, I do think. As things continue to happen, you know, Tennessee's last loss in the football season was to Alabama. That's when Tua hurt his ankle. Mac Jones came in. Tennessee had a chance. Are you related to, make... to Matt? No. Okay. I was just. Mac. Uh, yeah. I uh, didn't know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not. But Tennessee had a chance to make that game very interesting. Obviously, the Jerry Garantano play happened and it was not. Uh, but since then. They've won six consecutive football games. Uh, They've won a lot of recruiting battles. Trey Smith decides to come back to school for his senior year and forego the NFL draft, where he maybe could have been, you know, a third round pick because of his uh, his health uh, issues as well and uncertainty there. And then Cade Mays, Knoxville native. Five-star offensive lineman at Georgia transfers into the program. So a lot of victories right there for the Tennessee football program, even after coming back to beat Indiana in the Gator Bowl. And so it just feels like Tennessee fans are kind of sitting around going like, this is weird. Because then Wednesday, National Signing Day, we had a show where we thought, okay, you know, how many teams will get in the top 10 from the SEC? And we both agreed the Vols sitting at 14 probably can't do it. But they did because they got one guy from Florida away from Florida and the Gators and another guy away from Florida State. And so you start to feel more momentum and you're like, this feels different. It feels different than the top 10 recruiting classes that Butch Jones got. Now, hindsight's 2020 on my top 10 recruiting classes in Butch Jones. Now, does it feel like 98? No, because the Vols are far from back. They're, they're getting better, like Colton said. And you have to be excited about what next season can be because they were trying to replace the right guys. They obviously lose Taylor Batuli on defense, Jennings and Callaway on offense, and but it seems like, feels like, they've recruited to fill those spots immediately, and the quarterback position should get better. 
in this coaching staff, you have to feel some confidence in them. Yeah, and uh, so I do, and, and Michael asks, why are you wearing a travel pillow? Great question. The Magic Bucket says he's wearing the traveling pillow, so that's why he is. Watch our Thursday show, Michael, and you will understand why his name is Butch Jones today and why Austin's wearing a traveling pillow. I think you brought up a lot of quality points of when you turn the tide, no pun intended, when you start turning the tide of going from a bad football program to a better football program to a contending football program. I'm talking about contending for East, for college football playoffs, and eventually for national championships. I look at what Georgia did. Now, here's the biggest factor between Georgia and Tennessee right now, because I do think when Kirby Smart came in for Mark Rick, things started to change. The Jacob Eason in the first year, they had to figure that out. Then all of a sudden, Georgia started getting the top five recruiting classes, the top top recruiting classes now, and then they got Jake Fromm, which turned a lot of things around. I think Tennessee, the one thing that they're missing, and maybe it's Harrison Bailey, I have no idea, they're missing that quarterback position. But that can be attainable down the road because guys will transfer, guys will will, will take a chance on Tennessee because of you know the illustrious program that it is over the course of the history uh, of time. But I think that Tennessee is doing all of the right things to get back into the mix where it will be Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's just Georgia and Florida. All right, so we'll talk about the top 10 recruiting class here in a little bit. Let's focus more back on what Philip Fulmer said. And because he challenged, and Zach, this was kind of your point, and VOL Access, we'll talk about your, you know, why is this ten uh, top 10 class different than the past that I said. I will discuss that later on when we talk about the top 10 recruiting class. But how do you feel about Philip Fulmer, and was he right or wrong to challenge the rest of the SEC? We'll play this audio again, but what he did was he challenged the rest of the SEC when he said the Vols are back in the tail end of that audio. So we'll play that audio again. How do you feel? Was Fulmer right or wrong to challenge the rest of the SEC this week? But first, Zach's going to tell you the most trusted place you can buy any type of ticket you're looking for. Yeah, B2Z Sports with Butch Jones and Zach Bingham broadcasting live in studio on a Friday morning. And we want you to buy all of your tickets from one website. That's TennesseeTickets.com. If you're a Tennessee volunteer fan and you want to go to Neyland Stadium this year, they've got you covered. They're a trusted website within the state of Tennessee. We had we had lunch with the owners. The reason why they're the title sponsor is we sat down and we said, look, we want to align A to Z sports with a good brand that can give back to our audience, that can show benefits. When you check out and you buy tickets, you're going to get $10 off with this promo code. You can go to concerts in Neyland Stadium, in Bridgestone Arena, in Nissan Stadium. Look, the Rolling Stones are coming to town. If you want tickets there, TennesseeTickets.com have you covered. Absolutely. Promo code AZ10. They're trusted at TennesseeTickets.com. Absolutely. David said, uh, <laughs> while Zach is advertising, Saban needs his coffee. Hurry, Austin. I mean, Butch. Uh, yeah, so A to Z Sports with Butch Jones and Zach Bingham today. So was Philip Fulmer right or wrong to challenge the rest of the SEC Wednesday night? Here's once again the audio from Marshall Hughes there of ABC in Knoxville. The Vols are back. And before long, we'll be taking a bite out of everybody we play's ass. Thank you very much. And where the challenge of the rest of the SEC comes in is that last part. And we're going to be taking a bite out of everybody we play's ass. 
So he's talking about Georgia. He's talking about Florida. He's talking about Alabama, the rest of the SEC East, and whoever they play from the SEC West. That's who Philip Fulmer's talking about. Because they've been kicked around, and they've been getting their ass uh, kicked for years and years and years. So now Philip Fulmer, with a top 10 recruiting class, winning six games in a row. Here's a fact that's, I don't know how, it doesn't mean a lot to me, but it is a fact. LSU has the longest winning streak of FBS football teams. Uh, and then Tennessee has the second longest winning streak of SBS football teams uh, that uh, are coming off of this past season going into next year. So what does this mean? Is this right or wrong for Philip Fulmer to say that? So I've thought long and hard about this, and I actually don't have a problem with it. And I think the singular reason that I don't have a problem with it is because of who actually said it. Philip Fulmer said that. And if you know Philip Fulmer, he is VFL, ride or die. Tennessee is his life. So it's not just some new guy coming in there, new athletic director that has no ties and coming in there just saying, hey, we're going to tear the world down. We're going to win everything. Yeah. I just believe this. I truly believe that Philip Fulmer truly believes that they are back and that they are going to take a bite out of everybody's ass and they are going to start competing with the Georgias, the Floridas, and the Alabamas of the world next year, the, the following year. And I think that is all stacked up to what you mentioned early on in the show. It's what has transpired over the last several months. Like, it's not like things, it's not like they sputtered at the end of the season and now he's just saying this because it's a pep rally and they got a good recruiting class. Yeah. It's a lot of reasons why Philip Fulmer believes that. And hell, if you're a fan of the Tennessee Volunteers, and let's just face it, I am not. So I'm saying this from an unbiased nature, unlike my friend Butch Jones over here wearing the neck pillow. <laughs> he'll get his turn yes. and he'll get his day in the sun. Right. But I do think that this was for the fans. The fans, they got the victories from South Carolina, UAB, Kentucky, Missouri, and Vanderbilt to close the regular season. And then they got the come-from-behind victory in the Gator Bowl against Indiana. Things are trending up. So if there's one time to ever say, the balls are back, that is the time. <laughs> like That's the time. Yes. I don't have a problem. So right, I so think he was right to say this the time that he said. So we'll read some of your comments. Zach Reagan said that Phil Fulmer is morphing into 2009 Lane Kiffin, and I can say that Lane Kiffin is eating his way into 2009 Philip Fulmer, but that's a different discussion. So right or wrong? Shots fired. <laughs> hey, Butch Jones taking shots. I got nothing else to do uh, over here. Saban's Study already, some film, Saban's pal. already got his moon pie in his coffee. He's been watching the Weather Channel for the last hey, three hours. angry. If you watched the clips from I, yesterday, yeah, that, did you watch that I press did, conference? I did. I thought about making that a topic on today's show at some point. But two clips, to that, real quick, two clips from that press conference. One getting mad at the reporter saying you can't do math. The other one yeah. saying, I don't do social media. I call people on the phone. Yes. That's what daddy told me when I was working at the service station back in the day. So Samantha says, yes, cautiously, uh, cautiously optimistic. Mark Beach says nothing wrong with it. Wouldn't everyone want the guy driving the ship to believe in success? Ethan Ramsey says wrong because you can't say you're back if you lost to Georgia State the previous year. Fair point. Now, who said that? Uh, Ethan Ramsey. Ethan, absolutely fair point. But wasn't that a long time ago? Yes, and it's what Does you've done matter? since then. Because... I honestly feel like, because uh, Juan brought it up earlier in the show, that Tennessee would feel like they had a lot more momentum if they had just beaten the teams they were supposed to beat early in September. Like, if they were 9-3 and three and then won a whatever bowl game and they were, like, 10-3, and three, 
in Pruitt's second year, there is a stat out there that every coach who has won an SEC championship game has won at least nine games in his second year. Beating Georgia State, which he should have, beating BYU, which he should have, would have gotten Jeremy Pruitt to that number. Would have, could have, should have. Now, he didn't, but I, I do think there's something that there is some confidence you can have that the coaching staff and the team and the culture and the program was able to rally back from looking and being embarrassed around the country of having a twenty a, a loss to a twenty five point underdog uh, in that opening game. So here's I, I said my piece, and then also you can say whether he was right or wrong to say this. Here I think is pro- the problem with everybody else in the SEC hearing the balls are back. That the problem with that is that the teams they beat last year, let's just face it. Mississippi State, not very Fire good. Fire coach. Uh, let's start with Chattanooga. Chattanooga, Awful. not good. Mississippi State fired their coach. South Carolina, really bad. I know they beat Georgia once, but South Carolina was atrocious. They're on their third-string quarterback. UAB, not good. Kentucky, not very good. Missouri, not very good, fired their coach. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, god-awful. It took a miracle Should to have come. fired their coach. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. Indiana. F- fired their athletic Indiana director. is Indiana. I'd be right. Thank you, Zach. You just called me Austin. And I apologize. You're, you're for, slip I, I apologize for that, Butch. Butch, you know, I'm just trying to be a champion here. So yeah. Sometimes I call Buck you. Yeah, so so we, we all make mistakes. And I was just, you know what, actually, I was just, I was just saying what Butch Jones would do. Make yes. a mistake. yes. So I understand where the outsiders sit there and say, Phil, why are you saying that they're back when they beat deadbeat trash teams? Like you Kentucky was the best one on the the schedule. And and they're not a good team. Call me when you start competing, right? Competing with Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. Because let me relist these scores. And this is just dumbing things back down. They got boat raced by Florida 34 to 3. They only scored three points. Georgia, 43-14. to 14. That was a boat race blowout. And Alabama, 35-13. Alabama no, was competitive. Finish. Let me finish. Okay. But the bonehead play from Garantano at right. the one-yard line right. prevented any sort of game being close because he fumbled it, it, the snap it, it, into the, the end zone and a, they took it for it six. It was a 14-point swing in the seven minutes left in the fourth quarter when it could have been a one-score So game. for everybody who's not a volunteer fan watching this show, that's the reason why this – the balls are back. Doesn't really ring yes. true. Now, okay, so it was Fulmer right or wrong to say it. David Ubbin talked to Fulmer and had an article in The Athletic about it last night because Philip Fulmer spoke with Ubbin at the Nashville recruiting uh, celebration or whatever you want to call it. And Fulmer was kind of like, yeah, somebody caught me on video saying that. And, and Fulmer, what is one of Fulmer's main objectives? It's raising money. It's all it's it's connecting the fan base and the boosters with the school. And Philip Fulmer is kind of like a mascot well, I, for he did that very well. Oh my god, how much money did he raise by saying these words? The balls are back. I mean, Millions. put it on a shirt. Put him on a shirt. Millions, yeah. The oh, it's been on shirts for 20 years. But but the balls are back raises millions of dollars for Philip Fulmer, who, by the way, is trying to renovate the stadium to be ready uh, by August. To and get some better course, recruits, yes, to get better players, yes. to win And so games. Philip Fulmer was right to say it because of those reasons. Did Jeremy Pruitt like that Philip Fulmer said that? 
I, I would think Jeremy Pruitt did not like his boss to say that, but Jeremy Pruitt probably can't scold his boss for saying that. No, you're, you're, you're right. And to Brandon's point, as I went through the schedule and talked about all the you know, slap-ass teams that they played, Brandon brings up a good point that they can only play who's on their schedule, Zach. And you're absolutely right. Clemson can only play who's on their schedule, and you can criticize, do whatever, and a lot of people did that. But to actually say that they're back, they're going to have to beat the teams that I said, sure. which are the Florida, Georgias, and Alabamas of the world, if they're going to compete. And next year, you got to think about it. They've got a taller task because it's not just about the Florida, Georgias, and Alabamas of the world. They also add Oklahoma to their schedule in week two in Norman. That's no easy task. And Oklahoma, while they lose some really good defensive players, while they obviously lose CeeDee Lamb and Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma will be a very talented team with another five-star level quarterback filling right in. Uh, and Lincoln uh, Riley can blue score blood points on anybody they're a blue blood outside program. of LSU. Blue blood. Yes. They, and, they, and that they is will a, find a way. And I, and I suggest this. If you're a Tennessee fan, you want to travel an away game, I've been to Norman, Oklahoma for an UT Oklahoma game. Go. It's a fantastic place, and Oklahoma fans are fun people, and, and they get it like SEC fans get it. And it's you, a great and, atmosphere. And, and ghosts aren't swirling around the campus like in College Station. Yeah, College Station at, at Texas A&M, you will get punched in the Ooh, face by ghosts. By ghosts, you'll never see them because they're a coward because they'll punch you and run. I know from experience, dude. But uh, but uh, Norman, Oklahoma is a great place uh, for our football game. Hey, Ethan. The balls are back. <laughs> that was for you, buddy. That was for you. That All was right. a good call. A to Z Sports here live on a Friday. Uh, let's get to this. Let's talk more about the top 10 recruiting class that Jeremy Pruitt just signed. Because I said earlier in the show that this top 10 recruiting class, in my opinion, feels differently than the Butch Jones top 10 recruiting classes when he started to get some recruiting momentum. I'll tell you why here in a second, but first let me tell you guys about Mandu. Where does Butch get pumped up? Mandu is the pulse of fitness. Butch X actually lost weight uh, since he uh, stopped, since he was fired as Vols head coach. Less pressure, less stress eating. But seriously, Mandu.com is where to go. One 15-minute workout at Mandu simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. I, Austin Stanley, have lost 8% body fat since July because of the science uh, that uh, that Mandu has shown me with full body electronic muscle stimulation and the in-body analysis machine. Your first workout is absolutely free. We're giving away four free workouts later on today. Check our Facebook for a video and our Instagram for a video to sign up for a chance to win four free workouts. Mandu.com, your first workout anyway, is always free. AZ Sports, we're powered by TennesseeTickets.com. It is a great Friday, a great Friday. We got Butch Jones Right here to my right, he's wearing a neck pillow. And the best part is, everybody watching the show, maybe first time, first timers, they come onto this thing and they're like, what? Yeah, somebody the was hell? like, I don't like his voice, I'm out. Like, that's a stupid reason to be <laughs> out about, uh, or about something. Like, I'm sorry my voice sounds how it is. I feel like I do some pretty good opinions and I have some pretty good logic here. But anyway. It's just like you don't like LeBron James's face. Uh, I use uh, I don't uh, like his uh, uh, I don't uh, like his uh, I don't like his facial expressions of how he cares. No, you have said 
in the past, yeah, holding let's you not, accountable. Okay, let's not derail. You don't this like his face. Further. That guy doesn't like your voice. So, what does it mean that the Vols signed a top ten recruiting class? There's the stat out there that every national champion has had top ten recruiting classes for the four years leading up to them winning a national championship. Those are those are facts. Does that mean Tennessee's on the way to winning a national championship? No, it doesn't. Uh, but it's at least something to build off of. Now, I think it. I think this class feels differently than the classes. I think it was a seventh overall class that Butch Jones signed. That was like the Jalen Hurd class. And then there was the fourth overall class that was the year after that that Butch Jones signed. But And Barton Simmons and other recruiting analysts will, will tell you this, and I know this for a fact, that Butch Jones, his staff, recruited highly rated athletes who love the recruiting process, not highly recruited, highly rated athletes who love the football process. And here's a story, Jeff Okuda. Jeff Okuda, you're going to hear a lot about Jeff Okuda over the next few months because he's probably going to be a top five draft pick. Jeff Okuda is the best cornerback in the country, played at Ohio State. Jeff Okuda came on a recruiting visit to Tennessee. Jeff Okuda loves football. That's what Jeff Okuda wants. Butch Jones was like, hey, man, check out my watch. It's a $60,000 watch. This is fat. It's true. This happened. It's a $60,000 watch. What do you think about that? Jeff Okuda's like, I don't care. And that was the last they ever saw of Jeff Okuda. They ruined that because Butch did not understand who you he did, was recruiting. You didn't understand that. Yeah, I, I, Butch Jones, did not understand who I was talking to. Jeff Okuda goes to Ohio State. Boom. Top five draft pick in Vegas in a few months. And an All-American type player. Jeremy Pruitt, I feel like, is recruiting the right type of football players. And his players are not just like the undersized skill players that Butch Jones was signing. That you were signing. That I was signing. Butch Jones was signing in 2014-2015. Jeremy Pruitt's signing like big guys. Like big athletes. The skill players consistently weigh... 200 pounds coming out of high school. Well, it's, a, well, it, it's, a, it's a different coaches mindset. Coaches recruit different type of players. Right. So I, like, I, one can be good, one can be bad, but I think Samantha, Samantha gets it. I think Samantha feels the way that a lot of Tennessee fans feel because they don't like you, Butch Jones. Because the worst thing that you did was you, when you got them there, you didn't do anything with them. And Samantha says it's because Jeremy Pruitt can develop the talent that he's attaining. Yes. That's the reason why, it, that's what it actually and, means and that the Vols signed a top 10 recruiting class this year. The Maze Man it brings up the offensive line. It, there was, Trey Smith was a great signing by Butch Jones. It was fantastic that Butch Jones was able to win that recruiting battle with Trey Smith to get him to come to Tennessee as Butch was basically on his way out. That's like the only offensive lineman that Butch signed that really panned out to anything uh, because Butch Jones signed a bunch of undersized three-star offensive linemen who were probably fit to play at the Cincinnati's of the world and the Central Michigan's of the world and not just big athletes who are 300 pounds with room to change their bodies. And, and Jeremy Pruitt is going out there and signing 300-pound offensive and defensive linemen. All right, let's read some comments because uh, Jeremiah says, I love it. I've been a Vol fan for 30 years. Finally have the, the same respect back that Fulmer had. Pruitt will be the saving grace of Tennessee's football program moving forward. And then Danny comes in here. And I think Danny brings up a good point of what it can do for Jeremy Pruitt and the football program moving forward. Because Danny says, if Tennessee's uh, top 10 this year and top 10 next year, the year after that, 
would be Harrison Bailey. He'll be in his third year. There's a, to- a lot of talent around him. Right. And that's something that, let's just face it, their best year in the most recent years, last year was a good year, but it was Josh Dobbs' year. That, that's when they the had... The two Josh Dobbs years. Right, yeah. but, but Josh Dobbs was also running for his life because his offensive line was atrocious. They need more talent. They needed more talent around Josh Dobbs to get over the hump where they could have beaten South Carolina and Vanderbilt to get to an SEC championship to possibly compete for a national championship. But this does lead me to my point, and Danny brings it up. I think, and this is my answer, what does it mean that the Vols signed a top 10 recruiting class this year? I think it means a lot because next year, that's a sales point. That's a part of their story where Jeremy Pruitt, known very good recruiter, can go into households and say, look, we were top 10 last year. We're trying to be top nine, top five, top two this year. You're going to get us there. That's why you should ride and die with us. They have a lot to sell. Yes. Tennessee, they've got the money. They've got the fan base. They've got the structure. They just haven't had the players and the coaching staff. And let's just face it, they haven't had the chancellor and the athletic director in place over the last several years. I think now... That is more, that is closer to being right than wrong. Here's the problem, though. Top 10 is great, right? But you're seventh in the SEC. Top 10 is great, but, right? But that's, but that's what third, it is. But you're third in your division. But that's what it is. I, I know that. So you're, look, you're getting, we know that you're, going, clo- you're a hell of a lot closer oh, to those three I, teams. You're right. I mean, I'm giving both sides of this. It would be I would feel wrong by just saying, "Oh, top ten recruiting class, Vols got it all going on." Well, they, then you would say the Vols are back, right? But I'm not saying that because they still have work to do. Just because they're top ten doesn't mean they're they've caught up to Georgia, to Florida, to Alabama, to LSU, to A&M, to Auburn, because all of those six teams that I just mentioned are ahead of Tennessee in the recruiting rankings. Now, you're in the process of catching up, but you're still significantly behind because Georgia's been doing this for now four years. They've had two number one classes in the last three years, and they flip-flopped with Alabama over the last little bit, but... Florida with Dan Mullen, the one knock I thought that Dan Mullen couldn't do, I thought I didn't think Dan Mullen could recruit like he is, and he's recruiting really well at Florida. Now well, Florida, he recruited really well at Mississippi State, but he developed now, better at Mississippi State. Well, yeah, his be, because he had to, and because he was at Mississippi State. Yeah, and Florida now, but, recruits itself, and Dan Mullen it's, develops. It's going, it's it's selling Pontiacs. Now he's selling Lexuses. I mean, like right, that's the reason why Dan Mullen's doing so well. There is no, I am not surprised whatsoever. I thought Dan Mullen was going to come to Florida and do exactly. Exactly. Now, he did it a lot quicker because he did it right out of the gates. But I knew that he was going to be a great head coach for that program. Look, you can love or hate Florida. It doesn't really matter. He's selling Lexuses now when he was selling used Pontiacs in Stark Trash Vegas, whatever they want to call it, that cow patty town. That's, that's the reason why that's going so successful. The crazy thing is, is you do bring up the point of Tennessee's top 10, but they are behind the eight ball in the scheme of the conference. But it just shows you, I think that tells me one thing. Okay. It tells me the power, and I'm not going to go with the power of the T, but the power of the, the volunteers, right. right? It's the power of what the Tennessee football program actually can do because because they've been trash for a long time yeah and so seventh in the sec but top 10 so tennessee would be the number one class in the pac-12 they would be the number two class in the acc the number two class in the big 12 and the number two class in the big 10 
So that like that's the other Power Five conferences. They're number two or best if you count talk about the Pac-12 in recruiting this year. But that's just how hard it is to climb the ladder of the SEC East, and that's why development of players and development of talent and depth is so important in the SEC because Alabama has a guy get hurt who's a pass rusher. Don't matter. They got a four-star guy who's been in the weight room for two years who hasn't played much right behind him who can go in there and not skip a beat. Tennessee doesn't have that depth yet of talent. They have to build that, and how you build that is not one top ten class. It's three top ten classes. It's, well, That's what it's, you have to You know what it is? It's one, laying one brick yes. and then another brick yes. and then another brick. But you got to make sure you've you got, got a good the right fa- amount in between there to make it all glue together. And a good because foundation. Why, why my program, Butch Jones's program, fell apart is because you've had a, a number seven class overall. Then you had a fourth class overall, but the attrition level was uh, was well, brutal, Butch. and guys were transferring out left and right, and Butch could not sustain. Well, no, Butch, the reason why you're, you're, you struggled so much is everybody else in the SEC was building houses, and you were building mailboxes. That's the reason why. It is funny. <laughs> it is funny. All right, uh, Blake brings up a point, and it kind of leads us into our next discussion, which comes to trust level, because I do think it has fluctuated over the last, let's just face it, 365 days. Nobody thinks about Jeremy Pruitt the exact same way. But Blake brings up the analogy of it's kind of like turning a cruise ship. It will have to be a long-term, consistent plan before the results are at a championship level. He thinks that Pruitt is on the right path. Blake, you'll get a like for that comment because I do like the cruise ship analogy. That's good. Do, Do Tennessee fans, though... Because of how they ended the year, and they, look, they ended the year, they're on a hot streak, let's just face it. Turning a cruise ship is a long-term process. Do fall fans believe, and are they in with the long-term? Or, if they take a step back for some reason next year, are they going to jump back off? And that trust level that we're about to ask is about to go down. Well, I think there's one quote that Jeremy Pruitt said last night that I think helps what you're talking about there. So I'll read you what Jeremy Pruitt said last night, and we'll ask you your trust level in Jeremy Pruitt right now because I guarantee what your trust level in Pruitt in September to now has changed drastically. But first, let me tell you guys about RentersWarehouse.com. They have the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for because there are alternatives to selling your house when you move. You can continue to build equity in that home that you already own. You can also create an extra cash flow for you and your family uh, by renting your house out to others. Somebody else pays your mortgage and also a little, some over the top. And RentersWarehouse.com does all of the work for you. They find the renters. They warranty those renters when they move out. They go find the next guys. They go on all the maintenance calls. They collect the money for you. You just sit back and continue to gain equity in your home. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go. A to B Sports with my man Butch Jones here live on a on a Friday. Yeah, that's right. B to Z. B to Z, A to C. Alphabet. We're talking like I can't, I can't do the alphabet backwards. That's it's just been, one letter. That's over. been established. It goes A B, and it's it's just B. Hey Butch, Butch, get a job. Go get me some coffee. I'm making, Butch. I'm making plenty of money. I don't. I have want a to, vanilla latte. I'm making plenty of buyout money. I don't I'll, have to go get a job. Butch, I want a vanilla latte with whipped cream on top and cinnamon 
sprinkled on top of that whipped cream. All right, That's what so I like. we've talked about the audio of Philip Fulmer saying the balls are back, going to go bite some ass. But here's the quote that I think was the best part that came out of uh, the recruiting success for the Vols over this past week. Here, this is Jeremy Pruitt uh, last night at the Nashville area recruiting celebration. Quote, for everybody that's associated with Tennessee, we need to raise our expectations. I know everybody's excited about going 8-5 and five and finishing the year the right way. The people we're competing against, they're trying to kick us while we've been down, right? We've been kicked around a little bit. It's time for us to, lure, to do a little bit of kicking ourselves. So the best thing about that is the everybody's excited about 8-5. and five. But that's not what Jeremy Pruitt wants to be excited about. But they should be. Yes. Fans, fans are allowed to be excited about 8-5. and Jeremy Pruitt can send a message to his players that while 8-5 and was a building block and building good momentum, 8-5 and is not the goal. Butch, you're getting the coach throw up. I I get that. Like, yes, of course. Well, he comes from a Saban standard way of thinking, right? Like, Eight and five is not good enough because Saban does, never goes eight and five. Because Jeremy Pruitt was also not hired to just go eight and five. He, and well, he knows I, I, that. And, and, yeah, but but that's, here's, co- that's a coach. But that's here's the, the contrast. You're talking about that's coach speak. Here's the contrast. This is Butch Jones. This is you? This is me. This is Butch Jones on 3HL in Nashville. This was four games into his last year when Tennessee barely beat Georgia Tech. They lost to Florida close. And then they uh, beat some other non-conference teams. This was two days before the Vols got blown out 41-zip at home to Georgia. Here was Butch Jones. This is a throwback. Yeah, this is a throwback. This is September 28th, 2017 on 3HL. Here's, listen closely. It's quick. Listen closely. The last three years, the last two years, have been some of the best years in the last 20 years of, of Tennessee football. I'll play it again. The last three years, the last two years, have been some of the best years in the last 20 years of, of Tennessee football. So Jeremy Pruitt saying 8-5, and five, we need to raise our expectations. Butch Jones, off of back-to-back 8-4 and four with a bowl win seasons, 9-4, and four, is saying, hey, look what I've done. Look what I've done. The best, some of the best years in Tennessee football. And it took Butch Jones how many months to say that 2016 was not a success. It took him seven months to get all the way to, to SEC media days for him to talk about how they missed a big opportunity in the year 2016 and they could have gone to the Sugar Bowl, but they lost and choked down the stretch of South Carolina and Vanderbilt. And then he got fired two months after those comments because Butch Jones, he didn't get it like Jeremy Yeah, Pruitt you just does. don't get it. You don't get it. But, but I'm being serious. Like, Butch Jones didn't well, get it. No, here, here's the difference. Very simple. One was looking in the past. The other one is looking in the future. One was trying to save his ass. The other's trying to go bite some ass. And if you're not moving forward, you're stagnant. And Butch Jones got caught in that and got replaced by Brady Hoke. I mean, let's just face, face that. So that leads us to our next point. Because I do think that this trend has changed over the course of the year. What is your trust level in Jeremy Pruitt from 1 to 10? 10 being, if you had five kids and you wanted to go on a date with your wife or husband, you're going to go out to a nice dinner. You're going to leave the kids with Jeremy. That's how much you trust him. You're not even, look, you never met the guy. That's the trust level. 
One being, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust this guy as far as I can throw him. What is your scale on trust level moving forward? What he's been able to accomplish. Now, I remember your trust level because we did this right after they got beat by Georgia State. How much it's changed Wait. in Austin's eyes, and how much it's changed in your eyes. Yeah. But but comment in the comment section on Periscope. And on Facebook, we're going to read those on a scale of 1 to 10. What is your trust level in Jeremy Pruitt right now today, Friday at 8.51, February 7th, 2020? All right, so if if we had this discussion back when they started, you know, had the, the 0-2 oh, start, geez. then beat Chattanooga, then get blown out by Florida, they're sitting at 1-3. and three. I'm sitting like, I'm like, this is a disaster. My trust level would have been... Probably at a two out of ten at the absolute highest. Well, didn't you call him? I remember this. Yeah, I, I called. I I said some strong words. Uh, not, yeah. do not, do I don't want to hide behind the Butch Jones uh, name for this comment. I'm putting myself out there for my strong words. We hold people I had against here. Jeremy Pruitt. Austin Stanley said that Jeremy Pruitt is a coordinator, not a head coach, because he's not a leader of a program. I, that's what I said, and I actually was like, and Whoa. you were like, and you were like, you know what? I can't disagree with that. Like you were, no, well, I'm not no, saying, I'm no. not saying, don't were, put words in my mouth. Not, you can say what you need to say, but you that's not what I said. You so, <laughs> but you but, hey, Butch, Butch, stop lying. Time out. Stop lying, Butch. You like say what you have to say. Don't say what I said. I know what you said. So what did you say? I, I, I thought those were strong words. I thought it, coming from a Tennessee alum, they were strong words. But I wasn't sitting it, here like do, like raising the torch. So no, do not you, you, put words in my mouth, okay, Butch Jones. Okay. That will not happen right, on this show. All right, all right. I mean, that's I can go ridiculous. back and find the text that's, the time that I sent you that. That's ridiculous. And then respond in your response to it, and we'll we'll see what happens there because I, I I think you agreed with me more than what you're giving off, but. But, but I didn't say what you said. That's a lie. Okay. The well, results are in. I'm not trying to get. No, like, you are. You're deflecting. No, no I'm that's not. What you're doing. No, I'm not. You're saying I said this, and you're trying to bring pe- more people in. That's awful, Butch <laughs> Jones. You're awful for okay. doing that. Okay. Take you're, your lumps. You're take being, your licks. I was obviously paraphrasing. I wasn't take your licks. verbatim. Take your licks. But I was wrong. I was wrong because Jeremy Pruitt proved a lot of people wrong after the one and four start, where they finished seven and five, won a bowl game to get to eight and five, and then follow that up with recruiting victories and getting Cade Mays to transfer in and keeping Trey Smith for his senior year. Jeremy Pruitt's built a lot of confidence in the football fan base at in Knoxville and across the country with Tennessee fans. So what's my level of trust right now? It was a two in September when they were sitting at one and three. I think right now, like I'm going to go with like six and a half to seven. Well, what are you I'll gonna, say be, seven. Yeah, say it. I'm talking through it, dude. Chill. I, I think a seven is fine. Like, I think I'm going to go with a seven. Now, it's... So, when getting, you say, I think I'm going to go with a seven, that getting, tells me you're unsure. Well, well because getting from... Not, you're fencing. Well, well, okay. So, what I mentioned about John Robinson, the Titans GM, is that it's easier to go from a 3-13 and 13 football team to a 9-7 and seven football team. The hardest part is to go from a 9-7 and seven football team to a consistent contender. That's the hardest part. In the NFL, I think, it was, I think for this situation, for Jeremy Pruitt, it was easier to go from a 2 to a 7. Now, to raise above a 7 for me, he's going to have to win double-digit games. He's going to have to upset Georgia or Florida. He's going to have to make some really considerable strides for me to move above that seven. I think he's at he's at a seven right now out of ten for me. 
and it's going to take a lot to get me to move up to an eight. Well, one thing the schedule shakes up because they no longer play Georgia early in the season next year. They actually play at Georgia November 14th. So he will have the ability, if things go the way that Tennessee fans want them to go, is he will have that opportunity in a key game. You know, like the key game of the last five five to six years has always been the biggest cocktail party. That decides who's going to the SEC championship. Now, if you put yourself in a position where Tennessee, Georgia is now deciding who goes to the SEC championship game, that is flipping a program. Because two years ago, that that to decide the SEC East was uh, Georgia versus uh, Kentucky, which is weird. That doesn't happen. So let's read some comments. Jordan says, I'm at a seven right now. He's bringing in players and the right coaches with Fulmer behind him. Let's just see how they can develop these kids and what next year will turn into. Uh, scrolling on down, your your confidence level or trust level, excuse me, 1 to 10. Chad says Pruitt is a 7. He has shown potential. However, he's at a 10 for Philip Fulmer. David says a solid 6. Danny says, I'm going with an 8. Have to give him credit for bringing the team back together after that rough start. Samantha says 6. Really hopeful. He showed a lot from the beginning of the season to the end. They must beat the teams that they are supposed to beat this upcoming season. I Look, I, I don't know who Samantha is, but... Her and I have been on Samantha's a, been on it. Today. Pretty aligned yeah. today. I am going to go with a 5.5 just under that six. I'm going to tell you why okay. here after I read some comments. Zachary says seven. I think he's a great coach, but he's still a young coach. Pamela, she's all in. She has put all of her chips in. She's saying 10. I think he gets it. If he doesn't, Fulmer will be the, uh, the coach or will coach him up and bite him in the ass. You'll get a laughing emoji for that, Pamela. That was funny. Uh, so it's some. There was a a guy who said seven, but and said Jeremy Pruitt. I think he's a great coach, uh, but still a young coach. Like, I'm not labeling Jeremy Pruitt a great coach. Well, you can't go from coordinator to a great coach, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but I, I'm far no, from your, saying no, in one man's mind. I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm just saying literally. there's the difference in a seven for me and a seven for that comment. I forget their name. What do you think about just, Greg? Greg comes in here and says trust level has nothing to do with future records. Trust level is a personal feeling. I agree. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, because it, it, it trust is a personal feeling. Like, do you trust somebody to do the job the right way? So, and, and that's earned over a long period of time. And I just think because of how bad and how ugly it was in September and how Jeremy Pruitt was able to stick with it, not freak out, have his players not freak out, go through the Jarrett Garantano roller coaster and come out pretty clean on the other side, like that, that for me that builds a lot of trust in somebody who gets how to run a program the right way. He absolutely has a long way to go to become a great coach, but I, I do think he's a really good teacher of football. Uh, he's got a long way to go f- to to get that great coach label. In my I'm opinion. at a five point five because of really a couple of reasons. I think I think he's done an outstanding job with what he was left with on the pieces of Butch Jones with how he came in. With Phil Fulmer trying to, I mean, he basically had to save the entire university because of what John Curry and and Davenport did. I think my struggle is, I think, two things. One, Jeremy Pruitt has yet to find a quarterback that can do and accomplish what needs to be done. I'm leaving it open. He can definitely find one. Harrison Bailey may be that guy. He may come in there, tear the doors down. But... 
if let's go into the memory banks and hold people accountable, everybody thought that it was that was going to be Jared Garantano. Now he had rough rough games. I think mentally he had rough games, and I think physically the people around him made him have rough games. But it's I, I think it would be more of like it's not you, it's me. That's the reason why I'm five point five. It's the state of the programs that he has to beat. It's where Florida and Georgia and Alabama, those three teams, you are going to have to play every single year. Now, next year, let's add Oklahoma on there. Now, in the future, they don't have to play the Oklahomans of the world. They've scheduled a little bit differently. But I think I'm at a 5.5 in trust level because I think the road is going to be more difficult. You'll have better better guns to go to war with. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're facing an army – that is already established. And so that would be my concern. Adam says, I put Pruitt at a strong six. I feel like Kirby Smart may have dropped to a 6.5 or 7. Going to be a hell of a game for the East. Uh, Trevor says, also going with a six. He hasn't proven anything yet, but the attitude he has, I trust in more than what he did with Butch. And Greg brings up, uh, great coaches surround themselves with great coaches and relinquish power to them. Greg, you'll get a like for that. Uh, I think I think Butch Jones did a poor job of that. You yourself, Butch, did a poor job of that. I think Jeremy Pruitt is setting himself up to do more of that, right? Yep. Is because he's gotten the Chris Wink, he's gotten T. Martin, he's gotten some of the guys that say these Jim guys. Chaney. Like he he want, he's paying Jim Chaney hire. one point five million dollars. It's a great hire because he knows that his offense has to be better. And I think Jim Chaney can going in from year one to year two from Jim Chaney. If Jared Garantano is the guy for however long, I do expect there to be some legitimate growth from year one to year two, uh, because that's kind of what a Jim Chaney offense looks like. Adam says, I'm going to go with an eight. He, he brings out one of uh, your boy Dabo's one of his saying, you know, bring your own guts. He says, dude's got guts. Uh, his players play extremely hard for him. That's always a good sign. You saw that last year. Well, it, yeah, well it, no, I think to that point, and Adam, you'll get a like for this, because at the beginning of his tenure, he had to weed out, the and the cancer's a strong word, but he had to weed out the players Bad apples, that, that didn't want to be there. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, I don't want to sit there and call these young kid, kids cancers, but bad, bad apples, apples is bad a oranges. Easy. It's a lot easier. Rotten oranges, out. right? Yes. If you really want to play that, they, they were rotten oranges. They were... They were trying to stick it to the man, and Jeremy Pruitt says, look, that's not going to fly there, big dog. Like you, I'm the head you coach. You can say that the players last year played hard for Pruitt because you know they got down. They were down two scores with five and minutes to go against to. Indiana and came back and won that game. But Well, they got down after being 0-2 and came back and survived the season. Absolutely, but the year before, they were one, one game away, one win away from going to a bowl. What they do? They get waxed by Missouri and then waxed by Vandy. They weren't playing hard to get to a bowl game the first year. The second year, you saw a different level of buy-in from the players. So a couple of, uh, of comments coming in. Uh, Jeremiah says, I know they're young men, but number two, talk about Jared Garantano, will keep dragging the Vols down in games. He's all in on Harrison Bailey. Go with him from the start. And then Lenny comes in and says kind of the difference is says JG uh, has the will to overcome adversary adversity. The Vols will light it up all year. I, I think those are two tough statements. I, I think that Jared Garantano can only get you so far. I do not think that Jared Garantano. 
I'm just going to base this on this. Next year, because that's really what we're basing them off of, right? Mm -hmm. I do not believe in my heart right now in February that Jared Garantano can get you to November 14th in Athens, Georgia, playing for an SEC or a chance to go to Atlanta. And I think, and I don't know if Harrison Bailey can do that, but I've seen enough from Jared Garantano that I feel that one game or two games prior to that November 14th meeting against the Bulldogs, he's not going to put you in position there because he has great games. He, he can survive adversity as Lenny said, but also, and I don't like to put it like this, but as Jeremiah said, he has brain farts. We've seen both of those. And that is not a great recipe. Like inexplicable, just like, what? Like, uh, uh, and you guys know that. But you why? Know, yeah, yeah. And you're literally going like, why did you do the why? why? What the hell is going on in your mind that made you think that was a good idea? I feel like, but and but, Jared Garantano is a really good person. And I think you have to give a lot of credit look, for Marcus, how. Marcus Mariota is great You have person. to give a lot of credit for how Garantano has handled the situation. Can he play? But, but you're, you're still like. That's why Pruitt grabbed his damn face mask that in against Alabama because you're like, what the heck are you doing? Like, like you know better than this, but you continue to do weird, yeah, stupid well, things. It's like a it's a good kid in class that like does some boneheaded thing and gets in trouble. Like you're it, almost there. It's like, like you're like, almost there, but you keep, you know, stubbing your toe. It's like no, it's like here, here's let's use the school the grade school analogy. It's this kid, he struggled out of the gates, then you got him a tutor, he's working really, really hard, and then all of a sudden, you catch him cheating like three-fourths of the way through the school year. It's like, like why are you doing that? cheating, like he just doesn't show up for class like, for like three days. Why Why are you doing that? That You you were on such a great path, and then you do both. So that, I don't think, is going to work, but we'll find out, and I think... Jeremy Pruitt's going to have to make some business decisions at the beginning of the year, and he's going to have to say, what player gives my team the best chance to win because God knows I'm not going to get back into an 0-2 hole. Yeah, and, and boy, I don't think he will. Charlotte, well, by the way. Well, you didn't think he was going to last year. Right. And, so and, that doesn't mean and, But we both know a little bit of what Will Healy's building over at Charlotte, and you know they had the highest recruiting class they've ever had in their program's history. And so so well, and that Charlotte goes had, against your point. Charlotte went to a bowl game last that year. That goes against your point. I, yeah, I get you, but Charlotte's going to well, be ready to— talking out of both okay, sides. Okay, I'm just talking, dude. Chill. Like— yeah, Charlotte's going to come to Neyland Stadium and think they can win that game because they saw Georgia State do it last year. So you can't allow that to happen again. And the whole quarterback thing is Harrison Bailey's on campus today going to class unless they canceled it for snow. But he's going to class and he'll be going to workouts and be going to meetings and he'll be going to 15 spring practices in a couple months. And you know what? Colton that earned the love of the show early on, he is in line with my co-host Butch Jones Butch, you would probably say this in a different manner, but he's saying one game at a time, guys. Brick by brick by brick. That leads us into our end-of-show topic. We do this every single day, but especially we do this every single Friday. Yesterday was Thursday. Our end-of-show topic is the Magic Bucket. Oh, Magic Man over here, he pulled, he had to wear a, uh, a traveling pillow for the entire show. Nice. I've had to do that. It's, it's actually my, I've never worn a neck pillow before in my life. And it looks, it, it, it's comfortable. It I've is, done it. it is comfortable. It's and, cold outside. So I'm going to get a little nice warmth on my neck. And also, he got the double whammy and I got to make up a name for today's show. You could have done worse. Like oh, well, the no, butch- I, I was going to go vol boy. Yeah. And then I felt like I had a little bit more respect for you. you know, Thank again. you. And 
my, my mother always taught me, do unto others as they would do unto you. It's right. the golden rule. So if right. I go vol boy and you, I, we've got to pick this, I got something coming for me, right? Yeah. So I, I, I liked my choice. I hope everybody else did. Coming up next, though, ain't that good news. We end the week. It's Friday. We're going into the weekend. It's snowing outside in Nashville. I don't know if it's snowing where you are, but we're going to end on good news. Comment in the comment section on Periscope and on Facebook. Give us some good news yes. of the week so we can ride out into the weekend. But first, Austin's going to tell you maybe yeah. some good news of what you can, maybe some future plans. Yes, so we talked about trust level with Jeremy Pruitt. A lot of people get kind of sketched out and worried about buying tickets from somebody who they don't trust. Here's a place you can absolutely trust. That's TennesseeTickets.com. TennesseeTickets.com, they're the title sponsor of A to Z Sports. We trust them. We've used TennesseeTickets.com. We've, Zach and I, have saved money. From going to TennesseeTickets.com for any ticket, whether it's a sporting event, Preds game, Vols game, home, away, or any concert. FGL concert. Any venue you want to go to a concert to, they've got you covered with zero hidden fees. Post Malone's coming to Nashville. Uh, Dan and Shea, SEC basketball tournament. If you're coming to Nashville for that, save money on your tickets because you will get feed at those other sites when you hit that checkout button. When you go to checkout at TennesseeTickets.com, it's the same number. And you can trust these guys. You can call them, talk to them on the phone. If you're trying to have a big group, whatever it is, you can go to TennesseeTickets.com and know that your ticket is coming from a trusted source, TennesseeTickets.com. All right, good news. And we'll, we'll be make sure you like all of our social media stuff because we'll be informing you of those concerts as they come out and how you can save money. Uh, with that promo code to kind of save you a little extra cash, and you can take uh, you know take your girlfriend to go or your wife go, go to a concert, go to Bruno Mars, go to e Bruno Mars was fantastic when yeah. when, uh, when my wife and I went to go see that concert in Nashville via TennesseeTickets.com. Saved like I literally saved forty dollars a ticket because of TennesseeTickets.com. All right, Austin, what is your good news of the week? My good news is whenever it's like thought that it's going to snow in Nashville, all hell break loose, right? Nashville people freak out. Eggs. Get your eggs, get your eggs, milk. get your bread, your milk. Everything is like, it's like, it's, it's like a near disaster. Zombie land. Right. But guess what? Woke up this morning, started my car early, brushed a little snow off the windshield, then just drove like it was normal. My good news is Nashvillians didn't freak out with this snow. And this is the fun type of snow. You can go play in this type of snow. There's not ice on the roads. My good news is Nashvillians acted appropriately with the snow this morning. I applaud the city of Nashville and the surrounding counties for how they've done and how they've handled this snow so far today. Now, it's early. Doesn't mean they're not bad drivers out there because we, we had a meeting at Pernera yesterday. Yes. Did you see the car? That hit a parked car yesterday. It was a car. No. Yeah. Uh, so what? I missed a, that. Uh, it, it parked right next to me. I walked up and I was like, oh no. There was a truck parked. A Mini Cooper had, I don't know what the hell she was doing. Instead of parking in the open parking spot next, she just ran right into the back of the truck. What? My car was parked on the other side of the open thing. So is this fair or foul? I, and I thought about this. Okay. She obviously was waiting on the guy who was parked right and he wasn't around there was nothing that i could do to help her like i didn't want to but i just got in my car and i left, left. like I, you know she was obviously okay was her car messed up oh yeah it was messed up 
They, like she's gonna need a brand new like headlight. It was destroyed. You probably should have at least gotten her information so you could have been a witness in what happened. You could have left. That's a fair point. The, the the proper way to go is like here. Let me take your number so I can help yeah. out in this case. I did think about that. I did not do. Usually no, you, I, I do no, good deeds. No, you're like I don't want to be a part of this. I got places to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like somebody who witnesses a murder. It's like ah, I'm gonna. I don't. I don't want to be a part of this. How how common is that? Well, that brings me into my good news. Oh, I'll tell you about my okay. good news here very shortly. But we got Robert and Jeff saying football is back, baby. They are going with the hack FXL. Will you be watching at some point this weekend? Uh, it's going to be hard to not at least look at it. Right, because it's on like the big networks. I mean, it's going to fail in my in my opinion. Well, and you we have to decide that. what is success with that. And, you know, I will be very interested to see how it works in uh, this opening week. John says, my good news is that it's almost the weekend and time to party for Mardi Gras here in Mobile, Alabama. I Mar- didn't Mardi Gras starts, on, or the day is my wife's birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. Party uh, up. Didn't know that. Uh, good news is for David is his snow bowler just got started. Uh, Pamela says, I have a mini. Oh, no. I wonder if she couldn't drive a stick. Are minis all sticks? Yeah, I don't know. I've never been in a mini, Cooper. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Uh, and XFL, Jeff, by the way, tomorrow at noon Central, Seattle versus DC. Then after that's LA versus Houston. So two games Saturday, same time slots on Sunday. Tampa, you're gonna be a Tampa fan? No. Uh, versus New York in St. Louis versus Dallas. To be in a Tampa fan, you never know. They might be. Oh, who wins more games? The Vipers. The Tampa Bay Vipers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. God, I don't want to make that. Joke. That <laughs> makes me. So mine has to do with murder. Last night, I started a series, and it's in the midst of it, so you can't binge watch it yet. I started a series, and I am all in. Just like Pamela was all in on Jeremy Pruitt earlier in the show with the 10, I'm all in on this. And I will spread the news. Anybody that I talk to, you know how everybody's like, oh, dude, you got to check out this show. I'm going to be like, The Outsider. It is, it's on HBO. It's got Jason Bateman, and it is a murder mystery. In. I've watched already. In. I I've watched a lot of murder mysteries. I've watched a lot of series in my life. Never, even True Detective, which is first season. The the second and third seasons were trash. First season. The was first season fantastic. was one of the best series of all time. I have never in my life watched the first episode of a series and said, "Oh my god, this is amazing." Like it had so many things happened in the first episode that you are just you're in. And the reason why is, and I'll, I'll tell you that I'm not actually not going to ruin it for you. I'm not going to ruin anything for you of what it's about. It's a murder mystery. It's called the outsider and it has Jason Bateman. That's all I'm going to tell you. Watch the first episode well, and tell me you're not well, going to watch based the off second. of Stephen King's best. Don't ruin this. Okay. God. Well, I mean, like, that's, I feel like that's appropriate. No, that's the point. God, you ruined the well, shade. Well, I mean, come on, dude. You ruined the shade. The shade? It's not shade. All right, the, the good news. You ruined it. I mean, I feel like that's kind of big news. No, that's the point. If you don't realize that it, it that it is, that's why it's so good. Uh, I don't think that, I, don't think, I think you're freaking out about something that's no, not that big of a deal. No, you're not. I, I'm not, because that, that that's what I feel like is. you're withholding important information. That's the best part. Okay. I, I just. All right. 
That's the best. I part. didn't realize that was gonna you know That's pop what, a hole in your balloon. Well, that, yeah, yeah, it's deflating the balloon because that is the best part. Is because a lot of this stuff, it it's very well done where it makes a lot of sense that it could happen, but you're scratching your head of how could that happen? It just it's a mind you know what. It, it is great, but I didn't want to disclose that. But now you know uh, the outsider on HBO. Zach Reagan says the first episode of Ozark was gripping. Maybe it's. Bateman. I'm a big fan of Jason. I Bateman. think he's really good because Jason Bateman does have some sort of range, and it's hard to find. Like, let's just say, you know, there there are actors out there that are just the same. They play the same role same time every single yeah, time i think people people are coming to strike says how is that ruining it? it's based on the novel it's well known well it, no it's not real more well beats has ruined it some of us have read the book some of you haven't and some danny pe- says that's easy to find on google zach lol but if you just if you just watch the outsider and you don't realize it's a stephen king novel i i'm in one of those i don't read murder mystery books i just don't didn't know this and i'm watching this episode and i'm 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 watching it like it's real, that it's not like science fiction, that obviously it's a story. And that's why I was so, it was, I gravitated to it. I mean, it can still be good. You can still be interested in it, even if you know it's but already based on that's, that. I, look, I haven't watched the, there's five episodes out right now. If you watch the first episode without knowing the Stephen King, are, it makes it even better. So there are currently five episodes available to watch. Yes. Okay. It, this is why, and... I'm kind of on the fence on this. You know how some people say that Google ruins everything? Yeah. This is a, a scenario where, and there are times where Echo, you know, Echo, wh- when was JFK, you know, killed? Now that's good information because it furthers the conversation. Sometimes Google ruins things. Sometimes Google, you know, makes them better. All right. Hope you guys have a good weekend ending our week on some good news. The that was a good Vol discussion today. I thought so. You don't get that every day. I thought it was a really good discussion. You don't get that every I day. I thought you guys were really good in the discussion. I think we had a level discussion. It wasn't like, oh, the Vols are back. Like, I thought people who commented today who are mostly Vol fans were very level-headed with what this program is looking to be. No, I, I agree. I agree 100%. And it's hard when... You know, we talk Tennessee. We usually get into some sort of clash. And I thought we handled ourselves. Yes. Shrike says, if you haven't read it, you still have no idea what will happen. True. And if you have read it, then you probably know what the outsider is. (laughs) I mean, I don't don't read books. Yeah, but if you read novels. Right. So if if you read it, you you know and recognize the outsider. Like, oh, that's the Stephen King book. But that they're not they're not talking to those people. That those are P ones. Sure. They're trying to get the the common man, right? Like also, if you had, if you never, if so, that shouldn't influence. I like me knowing or not it, knowing it was it a Stephen King. Will. No, I'm still interested. I'm actually more interested because I know it's based off of a Stephen King novel that I have not read. I mean, that actually makes have me. Have you ever read a Stephen King novel? No, I don't think so. <laughs> That's what I say. Like, well, but you I'm, said but that like I, you read. No, yeah, but I've I'm intrigued by murder mysteries, and if it's a well-renowned novel like Stephen King can do, then I'm like, okay. Oh, Juan, good point. Don't forget Valentine's Day around the corner. Monday, we've got you guys covered. Thank you, Juan. You're the man. MVP of the show. Uh, the late end of the show for that. Uh, Monday morning, we will get you guys covered on your Valentine's Day gift where you will automatically win. I'm giving you an automatic win for Valentine's Day Monday morning. Cash that in. We're in on that. All right, Ethan. We're out. The balls are back. See you guys later.